I might need alcohol for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Your first, right? Uh, you ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome to Just Listed, the podcast that's a little bit about real estate, but a lot about life with Joanna Viesda from Real Estate by Joe. Hey. Hi. And with Amy Fox. Well, thanks. Yeah, I have had so much fun not only doing this podcast with you, I've learned a lot. We've had all these boss ladies in, but getting to know you, it's fun. I mean, this is fun. <laughs> it's really been a fun well, thing to be doing. It's like, oh my this gosh, is my okay. job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I Thank love you. it. I I'm love glad it. that people think I'm fun because I think some people just think I'm nuts and other people hate me. Hence why we started Boss Lady. <laughs> I think probably the people who hate you don't really know you then because... Of course. I mean, we exactly all have it. those... Don't you just think that's a hard thing that we all... Maybe we don't all. Maybe some people don't care. But in my business, we just we're trying to be liked all the time. I mean, you have to have that likability. And so you like go over the top to try to just please everybody. And I'm getting a little bit better about not letting it hurt my feelings too bad. People don't absolutely love me because it's okay. Well, it's all right. And that's why we started Boss Lady, because it's talking about owning yourself right Mm -hmm. owning who you are i don't think you need to go out and make a statement like hey you know i'm a lion hear my roar i need to shave my head (laughs) you know but if you want to shave your head do it like if that makes you feel better if that makes you feel beautiful great but that's what being boss lady is it's about being who you are and owning it because you're not gonna be perfect you're not gonna be who everybody wants you to be and people aren't gonna give you what you want you know, they're not going to give you credit. They're yeah. not going to get they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. They're not going to say, oh, you sweet little thing. Let's just make you sore. <laughs> they're going to go, oh, you're so cute. Why don't you just stay there? You're oh, so pretty. I used to just dwell over any kind of conflicts or just like, why does this person not like me? Same. Or why is this? And then, I mean, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but at some point I heard the I'm not going to spend my time worrying about people who don't love me, I'm going to spend my time loving the people who love me. Oh, that's great. You know, because we all do. We all have people in our lives that love us to pieces. So Mm -hmm. why am I going to let this one person who was just a jerk in my day Mm -hmm. bother me so much? Mm -hmm. I will still say it still bothers me, but I don't dwell as much as I used to, I think. Right. And, And that's exactly it. And so Michelle, when we met with Michelle, I think last week or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. she talked about how men manifest things like, right, they are able to make things happen. And I've noticed that about men, too, or some of the men like around me in my life and in my career, they're like, meh. You know, mm-hmm. they, they can let it roll off. We're women. We're so emotional. We're so personal. We're mm-hmm. like, why do you hate me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's true. And and we I had that lady call me an effing dumb B word back when we started this. And I saw her the other day face to face and I smiled and I was like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm not going to blame you for that because you were in the wrong. It was unwarranted, but I'm over it. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. forget it. And I don't think you need to forget it. I think it's okay to forget it. But it's one of those things, like Joan said, too, the moment doesn't define who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And yep. you're going to have those. And like you said, t- it's taking it so personal all the time. But what do you think changed that? Like, why did you now, are you more okay with accepting that people don't love you. I mean, I think it's age and experience. And I mean, I think you learn from those around you too. But I think uh, when we're all starting out and whatever business you're in, we're competitive. And so then we get competitive with other people. And then 
You know, I don't want to generalize men and women, but my my experience is a lot of the times the women, you know, take that to a personal level a yeah. lot more than the men do. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we can both be competitive. We can both want this. But why does it have to be a personal thing? Yeah, it does. It's nothing personal that I beat you. It's nothing personal that I mm-hmm. I put on a better show. It's another nothing personal that I answer the question better. Yeah. But women definitely do, I think, for the most part. And that's like when I saw that gal the other day, I thought, this is really good because I'm going to show that it's I'm over it. Like, yep. it, it wasn't personal. You had a bad day. I was having a bad day. Clearly, you were out of line, but mm-hmm. I'm over it. Well, and so for a lot of years, I was working for a company and there was another woman in the office and we had kind of an unspoken competition oh which i didn't really feel like i wanted to be in i really was like okay i do this you do this you're really good at what you do i think i'm pretty good at what i do like we're supposed to be on the same team why is there this like conflict and it seemed like it didn't even go away and i hadn't even worked with her for a while and i saw her over the summer and it was big hugs and how are you and it was it was genuine on my end and i think her end too like that was all stupid. So she you know? no longer works with you? Is that no? Nope, she so. doesn't. But and I think that's part of it too. You know, feeling threatened. We've all grown. We've all like figured out that we all have some stuff that's probably not right. You know, some of it's in your head, right? That you think someone doesn't like you or is out to get you or right. in competition with you, right? And so moving past it, like I can think of a couple situations now where I'm like, oh, I think I wronged that person, or I think that person doesn't like me the same, and I have to remind myself, like. Whatever, mm-hmm. like that's on you. Kind of like Michelle said, that's on you. Like, if you if I wronged you, come tell me. If you're not going to tell me, then I'm going to move past it because yep. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And let's hear your story. I mean, we talked about <laughs> every other woman for Boss Lady, so let's hear your story. Well, radio. I mean, I think it's obvious. Like a lot of businesses, it has definitely been a man's world. Oh yeah, definitely been a man's world. And I didn't think about it. I really, I got through. Um, high school and got into college, still did not know what the heck I wanted to do and was kind of taking a little break. And I saw um, a commercial for Brown Institute in Minneapolis, which no longer exists. But um, and it said advertising designer radio. And I was like, "Ooh, those sound fun, both of them. So I went in and asked about them and they were like, oh, you're a natural for this. And I never looked back. I just I thought I'll just do radio for a little while till I get a real job. <laughs> but um, I ended up like being an, a full-time morning show in Wausau, Wisconsin right off the bat, which is crazy. And then I came back here and I was in St. Cloud at KCLD for a few years and then uh, just kind of jumped around these jobs, which is so normal early in radio. You just go where the job is. Right. Luckily, I never had to move too far away like a lot of people do. Yeah, they have to, you know, move across the country. Leave, really? Leave. Oh, yeah, a lot. Um, and you have to work in these small little places for hardly any money. So I remember my first job um, full time was $14,700 a year, no benefits. <laughs> so when then I bartended was... on the side. Yeah, so when I was, was like, that? I couldn't make my rent. Um, like that would have been like 98, 90s. almost 90. Yeah, 98. Yeah. So 98. 97 um, or 98. Yeah. So what was minimum wage like $5 an hour then? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So then I moved back and I actually made more working part-time in St. Cloud on KCLD. So that was a better gig. And I was part-time. I was working overnights and all these things. So that gets me to when I was going to be on the morning show there. And the guy who was the host of the show did not want me to be his morning show partner at all. And I don't really think it was personal. I think he just wanted to choose. And his boss was like, I like this girl. So I think she should be your morning show partner. And um, that's crazy. Steve was the guy. We ended up being friends later and everything. But he was like, no. Was he thinking he wanted a man? Um, No, he had had a... He had um, a morning show partner for years named Tammy, and she had left, but he had never found a replacement. Ratings were going down. There's like all this pressure. You got to get a show going. It's a better show when you have two people talking back and forth. And I don't know the ins and outs of what was discussed, but I was there overnight. And and anyway, I ended up on the show. We did it for a couple of years. We had great ratings. We ended up getting along. But in the beginning, I wasn't allowed to really do anything except giggle i was a giggle girl oh i had to do all the grunt work i had to get all the paperwork and stuff that we had i mean in that time we didn't necessarily have the internet right in the studio so anything you needed had to be printed out that you're going to talk about for the show and your news and all of that kind of stuff i i i felt like the show's secretary because i couldn't bring my ideas to the table um, yeah, I better not outshine anybody. And that continued for a lot of my radio life. Wow. Mm-hmm. That you you better not, you know, don't outshine overdo people. this. Yeah. And I remember um, we had to do a uh, weekly appearance. It was like a happy hour thing out at a bar. And it was a two hour, two or three hour thing. Just go out, hang out with people, give away prizes and I had to set everything up and tear everything down. And I got paid two thirds of what he got paid. And because they were like, well, the client won't pay more. And I said, well, then why don't we split it 50 50? And nobody had my back on it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like a lot of money. But at the time, that I was getting $50 and he was getting 75 and I was like, I'm doing all this stuff. I had to drive the vehicle, put up all the signage, put up the broadcast equipment, all of that. And yeah, no. You're like a little minion, you know? Yeah. And so then even after that, I um, went to Minneapolis and it was less so, but it was kind of the same. I was a producer, so kind of doing the grunt work for people and not really... Well, and circling back, good for you for speaking up and saying, why can't we split it 50-50? Yeah. I mean, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, but I just, I I still haven't had a lot of luck, even if I'll speak up, kind of negotiating that. So um, then I, I've done these other jobs and I was moving into a management position. So I did a morning show for years and it was great. Um, I did it with my husband. We didn't start out husband and wife. We ended up husband and wife. We are still husband and wife, <laughs> still after like 13 years of doing a show. That's awesome. But he and everyone will probably say, and so that's, I battle internal and also external. Um, I don't want people to think that there's nepotism, but I got into radio before I knew my husband. And I think that I am a separate entity. you your own person. Right. But a lot of people, I feel, and have implied, oh, oh, you're Matt's wife. 
Uh, so that's something like that's an internal battle. Mm-hmm. And to be real, we all have them, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to let that one go because you know what? Pe- I said early on in this podcast is what people think of you is none of your business. I know. And that's so true. I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is, I mean, we went through the proper HR for <laughs> working together and everything, but it shouldn't have taken someone that I was in a relationship with to listen to my ideas, and he was the one who said, I want to make you the star of the show. Now, I don't care whether I was the star of the show, but he knew that I was funny and that I had creative ideas and let me run with them, and that is what made our show work really well. We each knew each other's roles. He was very organized, and he was what we called the driver, so he would start the topic and I knew exactly how to zing him and react the right way and we collaborated together and he would have the seed of an idea and I would carry it out with a parody song or whatever it was and um, I think that's what's hard is that he I have to give him credit for giving me the opportunity but he shouldn't have been the first one that let me be more than a giggle girl. So my internal struggle is always I have to give him so much credit, but also I have abilities and talents that aren't here because I'm his wife. You know what I mean? For sure. I feel like I'm always proving that that's not the the, the deal. And I think when you let that go, it won't be because regardless of the few people or let's say it's a lot of people that think that about you, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. like own it in the sense of you are who you are you earned your spot in the more when you believe that then they'll believe it yeah well and i'm just wondering how people get that courage when they just go i'm not getting my value or what i deserve how they really take another direction because i've sort of i will admit i've sort of allowed some things to happen because um so we leave the morning show my husband gets a a manager position and I was going to step back and take care of my three kids and just do kind of part-time well they needed a lot more help so I end up being in a management position where I'm overseeing all of the programming promotions everything for five radio stations all the personnel and I got a zero dollars raise after doing just a show like I was not I was not in charge of anything for that radio station overall And then here I go and I've got all of this responsibility. And they were like, well, you know, this town can't afford that. And I was like, "Um," but then I stayed, you know, and I just let it happen because what am I going to do now? I'm going to like. Because you care. Right. Because Because I cared because I wanted to help my husband do his job better. And that was Mm -hmm. really what I saw my role as. So it's better now. But I remember asking um, for some leadership guidance. I'm like, how do I handle issues with personnel had one guy just not show up for a shift on a weekend um you know the disciplinary action i am not a confrontational person i had a really hard time knowing what what do i do how do i have these conversations and i was told a book to read and there was no training and i was like you have me in a management position that's crazy why aren't you helping me be a better manager right like why don't you want me to be a better manager? right and i feel like it's because they didn't really see me as that. Oh. I do. That's how I feel. Oh. I feel I'm seen as that where I work now, but I don't feel I was seen as that before. 
And that might be true, and that's why you had to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and some I think when you're when you're married, you're a team, right? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that. And so saying that nepotism thing, I mean, there might be a little bit of truth in it sure. in the sense of not even true that you haven't earned your position, but the reality is you're working for a unit. Like yep. and so that's why in that other position you were willing to sacrifice getting paid because it helped him do better, right? right? And so you're a team. And so you were willing to make that sacrifice. Right. But the fact that you were willing to move and change, yeah. that's good too. Right, right. And that's what happened again. And and we do. We have a pretty good balance now. But again, I think that's from age and experience. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, learned to sit up in my chair a little taller and speak up a little bit more confidently when I don't think something's right. Right. And... And we were talking about earlier being you, right? Mm -hmm. So owning who you are. And maybe you're not that super outspoken person. I mean, I know that I am. And I honestly think I have the opposite where I need to like rein it in, right? (laughs) I need, whoa, you don't need to say what you think. Where's the mute button? Yeah. (laughs) And and, and I'm good about being tactful, but I like to put my opinion out there. And I think between the two of us, it's like, where's that happy medium? Mm -hmm. And I think not judging people when they don't hit it. Right. Because you don't have to be perfect ever or all the time. But if you strive to do better, like you said, you're sitting a little bit taller in your chair. You're asking for those raises. And if that's who you are, if that's growth, then that's good. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Because that's you said you you struggle internally to to do that. Right. To right. have that value. And so if you're doing that as you get older, that's all you got to shoot for. Right. I mean, you're doing what you should. It was just that that um, line between, am I doing this because it's good as a whole for the team or am I being a doormat, right? So I just wanted to be like, make sure I was focused on what I'm doing matters because it's helping the Everybody. whole team and it's helping my husband do his job better because he cannot worry about these things. So I'm going to take that on. And we did make an agreement. And he did remind me of that at one time because I kind of just like blew up one time. I was like, I'm so sick of this. And he's like, Amy, remember, we talked a long time ago about if we don't do this show anymore, we kind of have to follow one or the others. Right. Somebody has to be the lead. And he said, we talked about that you could go get jobs elsewhere and I could follow you or we could do this. And it has worked out that we work together and we work well together, luckily. That's awesome. Um, But I don't really worry. I could go work somewhere else, too. But this is what I love to do. But in the in the long run, it was true that probably I wasn't going to have the earning power. He but did. He- and getting those jobs, if it was mine, would have meant probably uprooting my family across the country, wherever those jobs were. And here we are close to home, close to family. We love Alexandria and central Minnesota. So why would we chase after mine where it's very volatile? Like when you're on the air, you could you could just get chopped for budget cuts Ooh. for no reason. I mean, that's just what's happening in the industry. So it's a more solid job to follow or solid future to follow the manager who's going to have more earning power and more stability. Right. And there's nothing wrong for that. So, yeah. Like that's a good, good unit decision. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. I think sometimes we forget that as couples. Yeah. We forget that 
it's not a purchase agreement. It's not a deal, right? Right. But you do make sacrifices for each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's it. And honestly, that's a good play for your family. Oh, it totally is. Mm-hmm. It's to- it, it's a 100% an ego thing on my part that sometimes it bubbles up and is like, hey. you know what? I can do this too. I'm here. I know what I'm doing. And right. Whatever. But um, that's that's on me because we have made that agreement and it has been going well. But in the industry itself, it's funny because I would go to, you know, there's conventions and things like that. And when I was an operations manager, I think I met one other woman who was an operations manager. Whoa. Program directors are few and far between. And they're the ones who are in charge of everything on the radio station, an operations manager would be over them and maybe oversee multiple radio stations. Um, and yeah, you just don't see a lot of women in those spots. So you are in a man's world. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, there's a lot of women in our office. Our business manager is a woman and most of our sales team are women. Our CEO is a woman. I mean, it's not like the the company and or the industry, I don't think are trying to keep women out, but right. I don't think women are gravitating to those jobs very often because once you get with on-air team people and engineers and that's what who you're working with, it's a lot of men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it that's been a battle, but I also like it. Like I was that person in high school that hung out with guys because I felt girls were so dramatic and... <laughs> There's always drama. Yeah. So if I sat yep. at the guys' table at in high school, it wasn't really because I was flirting with them. No. They were funny. Right. It wasn't about stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It was not, you know, this catfight battle that you... It, it's made me sad to see in the grown-up working world that it oh. continued. I remember after high school just going, really? I thought we were done goes with on. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it oh doesn't. It's worse. I know. You that's know? what I don't like the most about women is like it is why does it have to be a cat fight i know we all say we're there for each other but then it's it's a lot of talking behind backs i know i don't know i just started going i'm not that type either on social media to just all of a sudden unfriend people or anything like that but i will (laughs) unfollow them because i just decided to stop being as active and go I'm not trying to cause fights or anything, but why do I want to have people on there that I think would be happy if I'm struggling? Like if I went through a tough time, would they kind of be like, oh, my God, or would they be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to reach out and see if she needs anything. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of keep people at a distance that I don't think really are wishing me well. Right. (laughs) And And that's kind of like at work. It used to be we hung out with everybody at work buddied up with everybody at work. And I think that comes with um, age and experience too, is like when I'm not working now, I'm not working. Right. I just went on, it wasn't technically a work trip, but it was only two days. I got all my work done ahead of time and I did not bring my laptop. I did not check my emails. Oh, that's I put awesome. my auto reply on and I was like, no, I'm out. I'm not doing anything. If I'm he- off, I'm off. I never used to be that way. It was nights, weekends, all Everything. We're always working. And I've gotten a lot better about separating that. Right. And so age mm-hmm. makes you confident. Yeah. I'm 46 years old. And when I was starting out, I was like, I don't see too many women in their 40s, 50s beyond on the air. If you think about it. Wow. So I was like, is there going to be a job for me later? Oh my but gosh. now I don't feel that. I feel like I could do this. As long as I want to, but 
will I want to past a certain time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You're in a world I know nothing about. Yeah, well, that's you too. Really? But, oh, yeah. I real could estate? never do what you do. Oh, my I gosh, thought about funny. it. Somebody told me a while back. They're like, oh, get your real estate. No. All, all the legal mumbo jumbo and the negotiating and the... No, I could not. It's like, I so admire what you do, but that to me when we've bought or sold homes is the most stressed I've been and I don't want to be that person like helping people navigate their stress that's like the one part of my life that I'm like okay I got this yeah I got you I know what to do I can tell you your options but radio for me is really fun because I do I've struggled with is it is it even meaningful does it matter well clearly it does I mean radio yeah has been and I always come back to it does because of what people tell me. And they're like, you're my companion during the day. Or they think that they're my friend. Or I'm giving them like a good laugh and I'm an escape for them. Or I'm giving them meaningful information or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I love that. And then when things go wrong, our, our <laughs> quote around here is like, it's radio. No one's dying on the operating table. We'll fix right. it. You know, right? <sighs> I mean, everybody will run around like chickens with their head cut off if there's ever a, tro- a problem. It's like. We can fix it. Right. Nobody's dying. That's the exact same thing. I'm in in my office. I'm like, it is not an emergency. I mean, I know you think it is, but nobody's dying. I say that. I'm like, we're good. We don't, our oopses are like, oops, we can fix it. Their oopses are like, oops, there's no oops. No. God, I hope not. Sorry about that. Whoops-a-daisy. Was that the right side that I was supposed to do or the left? Yeah. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. I mean, I'm seen as a leader here, but I really don't have, I'm a, uh, I oversee processes. Um, I'm the content manager, so I don't really oversee anybody as a boss and I like it that way. Okay. It might change, um, but I'm okay if it does or doesn't. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just don't need that feeling of power. I like to do my job. I like to help people do theirs. I love being a coach and a teacher, but I don't love being a disciplinarian. Oh, gosh. And I'm like that with my kids, too. I'm just, I'm, oh, I can't, it's hard for me to punish them. <laughs> I think that's your being a mom, because yeah. like, I'm like, I always threaten, like, I'm going to take that phone away for a week. <laughs> better listen to me but i'm the i'm like oh i have all the deep conversations of this is now i'm not going to tell you just not to do this but this is why and these are all the reasons and i want you to think about this and then i'm trying to teach them before they do things that would get them in trouble yeah <laughs> but we'll see if that works being a mom <laughs> teenage girls are not for the faint of heart really <laughs> they're good they're my kids are pretty good but oh it's stressful it's stressful and they start dating and stuff Oh, gosh. I got a son that I'm like, oof. He's so good, but he is, like, becoming a teenager. He just turned 12, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, kid. Like, (laughs) slow down. I know. And I have one son, and he's 10, and I'm like, please, just freeze right now because... They do say girls are harder than boys, but my girls are younger. So I have two girls younger than my son, so I'll go through my son and then my girl. Like you said, faint of hearts. Like, Yeah. I always wished uh, my son was the oldest because I always, everybody I knew, the big brother mm-hmm. would like kind of be Protect. so protective of the sisters, which also sounds kind of sexist now that I say that out loud, but not really. It just seems like that's how they were with their little siblings. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. Is that sexist? I mean, you should have, your dad should watch out for you. Your parents yeah. should watch out for you. It's I think it's the cycle of life. <laughs> 
my husband, your little Matt, brother, Ken, just had to have that talk with a boy that wanted to date our daughters. Oh, and it was so amazing, but also funny. But you know how they're just like, yeah, the dad's going to sit down and intimidate it. <laughs> Matt's like, okay, I'm not going to like be cleaning my gun during this conversation, but here are my expectations. <laughs> okay. Again, it was like quaking in his sneakers. It was funny. <laughs> I was like, this is what we couldn't imagine when we had these babies and it's here and it's kind of funny. Wow. That's a whole segment itself. I want to hear about that. It's yeah. like parenting through puberty and dating 101. With friends and with boys and everything. Ugh. And the heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. So that's the tricky situation we're navigating Ooh, as we're bossing at home. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't think of anything else about my radio boss story. <laughs> You have to decide. So you have that internal conflict, that internal battle. Do you well, want? Well, the good thing is I'm good right now. It's just going to kind of be if opportunities come or any restructuring happens if I want to. And now I feel like I'm in a good spot where I can go, nah, you could find somebody else to do that. Cause, and not in a mean way, but just like. I'm good. I'm, I, I don't have any interest in taking that on. Oh. I'm good where I'm at. There you go. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice thing, too, because then it gives you time to you know, pursue other interests. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. I mean, they talk about that as you need to be able to say no. And I know that I'm bad at that. I've gotten a lot better, Mm -hmm. but I still say yes too many times where it's good to just say, I don't need to prove that. Right. Okay. Good for you. The one thing I would say is, is in common with our businesses. And I don't think most people realize about radio is like it's like an all-encompassing career you don't have a nine-to-five joe and neither do i a lot of people think oh that four hours someone is on the radio is when they're there so not true it's just like you live it you breathe it you are everywhere you're doing all of these community events you just don't shut it off yeah you're either thinking of ideas to do or you're doing recording work or whatever off the air or meetings or whatever it is um and so I think that's the thing where you get to the point of, do I want this because I love it so much? Or do I want a job? I always warn people when they say I want my dream job. Your dream job means you never turn it off. Right. You know, so there's good and bad because you're working at something you're really passionate love. about. Yeah. But then there's the other thing where both of my parents did jobs where they punched in, punched out, and they never talked about or worried about work nights right. and weekends ever. Yeah. And so they look at me and they're just like, my God, your life is crazy and chaotic. And I said, yeah, it is. Yeah. I have family members like that. They punch actually a lot, actually all of my family. <laughs> my little brother just started working with me. Um, and yeah, all, everybody to this point is not understood. And I, I've gotten criticized a lot for mm-hmm. working too much. Mm-hmm. You're on your phone. It's Christmas. You're on. And I, I look at that and it bothers me a lot and still does, but I let it go. It's like you guys can be on your phone to check in, post social media. But if I take a phone call and get somebody in a house, answer mm-hmm. a question, it's like this terrible thing. Right. Because I'm always working. Right? I don't understand that either. It, we have the same thing. Why is it okay that you're going to do a TikTok or you're, yeah. whatever, or you're checking, you're watching ESPN or you're doing whatever, Or you're snapping a million photos mm-hmm. so that you can update your profile, but heaven forbid I'm on mine to work. Yeah, I'm responding to an email. Yeah. 
I don't, yeah. I don't know. Everybody needs to do uh, what Matt says all the time and watch their own bobber. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about yourself. But yeah, those that's what people should know, though, about businesses like that is they, they can be all consuming. Oh, yeah. Mine and then is. that's why you get drained earlier. Yeah. His self-care. Yeah. <laughs> Work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my kids really will talk about when we were early in our job that we were never around. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I was when they were little, little. But then once they got old enough, it was just like, we're out, we're here, we're there. They're going to weird, you know, events with us all the time. Like, hey, there's this uh, event on the farm. We got to go to that. Or there's this thing at a car dealership. We got to go to that. And they're like, why? Because we have to. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's the difference because I grew up on a farm and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, parent. And then my dad worked out of the home and we never went anywhere. Yeah. We never went anywhere, never got exposed to anything. I think the first time that we, I went out to eat, I was in college. Like no. Our, like our family, yeah. Our family never went out to eat. We didn't do events and stuff. And so the difference of me raising my kids in a job like yours is my kids, it's like, so we're going to go to the country you know country blossom farm mm-hmm. they're like why i'm like because i need to see what's going on or i'm going out there and so they're so much more exposed mm-hmm. to other mm-hmm. things you know yeah. and I, I feel like i grew up on the farm where we are always working on the farm it's the same thing but my kids are now working in my career they're always around right my right. kids are always around i mean my office is set up to entertain them while i work and yeah. meet with people and they bebop in and out and that's been the same thing yeah. i brought my babies in since Day, day one, one to the studios to wherever we were and yeah. my 10 year old son now will come in and he's like let's do our podcast mom and we'll just sit here and it's not getting posted anywhere yeah. but we, he just wants to record with me and i'm like okay that's okay mm-hmm. yeah so they're just embedded in it but they see the ups and downs of it too so they're like oh you guys talk about his radio yeah like yeah that's what we live and breathe it so is i go that's why you have a roof over your head so same so that's, that's how me. we are mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a journey, but definitely a man's world well, I in think, radio. But right. it's changing. I can feel it changing. Well, I just think that women are taking higher positions, and it's the mm-hmm. natural way of things. But, like, talking about that boss lady thing is, it's that uphill battle and just accepting that, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not going to win every time. No. 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 And it's not, I don't even think it's about winning. I think it's about, it's... You either got it or you have to learn something yet, right? Mm-hmm. So you got there or yet you have something to learn. So don't stop trying. Right. And I'm I'm trying to let go of that chip on my shoulder and just go, I don't have to sit and tout to everybody my qualifications or anything. If I just quietly do my job well, then it'll speak for itself. Right. I don't and, really need to, you know, scream it out from the rooftops. And I don't even think you need to think about nepotism because I think that that's where that is. That's You're like, you're thinking about them thinking about it Mm -hmm. so you're projecting it in the universe and it's like if you stop you're like whatever yeah i'm gonna own who i am i'm gonna do my job and Mm -hmm. if i earn that position i earn it yeah well we've been just so lucky in the way that hasn't felt fair even on little things like if there's a company get together or a celebration of some sort that we necessarily aren't having all spouses go well we're there with our spouse so which is cool which is cool but then that's where I always feel bad. Like, well, I am an employee, though, but <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I, Life's yeah. not I'm fair. worrying about it less. Yeah. I'll say that for sure. All Real right. Estate by Joe, as always, right? Yep. We tried to sell your house faster or the key to selling your home faster. 
hardworking Minnesota farm girl, Joanna Viesta, and I'm here with Amy Fox. And where can we find you at, Amy? Well, you can listen to me workdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Cool 94.3 FM or on the Cool 94.3 app. Uh, you can also catch me afternoons, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 100.7 Kick FM. Also, free on the Kick FM app. And of course, here on the Just Listed podcast with Real Estate by Joe and Company, which is right next to Big Oli. Oh, and yeah, see, on Thursdays, I'm right next door to you because I host Smart Alec Trivia at Copper Trail Brewing Company. And yeah, Joe, it'd be nice if you'd come out there one of these times. <laughs> I know, and I That's love That's one trivia. of the things I love doing about my job, I will say. Yeah. Really fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You guys have done well. Yeah, we do really fun events, but they're a lot of work. Mm, I know. Like the concert you put on Mm -hmm. and closed the street. That was an awesome concert. That was fun. (laughs) People are like, Joe, you did this? I was like, I didn't do this. I just got to, I gave him permission to close my parking lot. (laughs) 